Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Real quick before we dive into this episode, I just want to give out a big thank you for making some of these episodes happen that are coming out from the ATA show in Louisville, Kentucky. Rubline Marketing, Chase Rawlson, Big Mike, the whole crew, thank you so much. Uh, all the guys from On the Road Outdoors, J.C. Hall, Aaron Lewis, thank you so much for taking the time to record this episode. Uh, everyone else that swung by and hung out, uh, we got a lot more episodes coming out from that show, uh, a lot of big episodes. And we got to thank our title sponsor of the Working Class Bowhunter, Scent Crusher, ScentCrusher.com. Um, a lot of new things coming this year yet from Scent Crusher. Keep an eye out for that. HHA Sports, been a supporter for, for us since shit almost the beginning. Uh, Scott Bakken's been great, one of our good friends. Uh, absolutely love those sites. Uh, single Pin Nation, Lifetime Warranty, you can't beat it. Also, Elite Archery, the R35 is out. We got to shoot that at the show. It's incredible. The ritual's good. The R35 is right in my wheelhouse. wheelhouse. I like a longer ATA bow, and that is <laughs> that thing is money. Also, big time, big thanks, big thanks to them, Joe Humphreys, for letting us record some shows in their booth. Um, that episode is coming soon with Greg Ritz. Other than that, I just want to dive right into this episode, and we hope you guys enjoy. If you wouldn't mind giving it a share, um, telling your friends about it, give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, just show some love. This is one of the bigger episodes we've done, uh, one of our bigger guests, of course. And we were a little nervous. Um, well, I guess I can't speak for everyone else. I was a little nervous. Um, you see these guys that you kind of... You picture them a certain way in your head, and then when you got these legends of the industry, even the music industry sitting in front of you, it's a pretty crazy feeling. So uh, you can kind of imagine what that'd be like. So we hope you enjoy the episode, and show us some love if you would. Thank you. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Martin from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. 
Video podcast. We are right here at the 2019 ATA show. We've got a huge table and a full crew. I'm Steve. There's Kurt. Hi. Eric. How's it going? Got the boys from On the Road Hunting and Aaron Lewis, who is part of them, too. I just... Yeah. Well, three you guys in there. I was trying to figure out what... My name's in the title. It is. It is. It's right in the title. <laughs> you know. Actually, my name is not in the title. Well, no, it's not. I wonder... Well, how'd that know? work out? <laughs> I just, Get the short end of the stick there, huh? It's fun. There's no stick. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's not like a hat on just, just told what it's going to be, <laughs> right? I mean, you got a great name. I show up until they tell me I can't. Absolutely fantastic name. It should be in Steve? the title. I'm just throwing it out there. You I know, he, he's like one of those, you know, those ugly brooch pins that your grandmother used to wear on her, <laughs> on, on her, <laughs> on her sweater, her little lapel. That's a big brooch pin. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys for doing this. Appreciate it. Taking the time out. You guys, uh, Played a show last night at PBR down here in Louisville, Louisville. and uh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. We all got uh, pretty tore up. That's what happens when you have a uh, open bar and uh, a lot of beer drinkers. And uh, Steve got on a, the old mechanical bull, which was awfully embarrassing. So thank you. It was for quite feminizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worst part was I had my shirt off. I don't know. What, I don't know what was what came over me, but wow. I'm sure we- <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I guess I missed some things last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's yeah. probably a good thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I now completely understand why you went home alone. Oh, yeah, well, man. <laughs> well, a shirt off on the on the bull. That's that's a that, that's totally a chick magnet. Yeah, total, it, total chick magnet. But why didn't it work? It never really uh, plays out for you anyway, though, man. Being never, honest, never. That whole dad bot thing is really yeah. just a lie. Probably because I look like a tubby Arn Anderson. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's getting to the ladies. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk about On the Road Outdoors. Um, just maybe just discuss it a little bit and uh, where people can watch it, and then we'll just, like, fire off from there to whoever wants to go. You go. Why? Okay. I, I haven't heard your voice in my ears yet. Well, yeah. On the Road Outdoors, we air on the Sportsman's Channel currently and Discovery Channel. We air three times a week on Sportsman's and Saturday mornings on Discovery. But um, 2019, things are, are looking to change for us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll be on, I think we're going to still be on Sportsman's Channel, but we're looking to probably grow to the Outdoor Channel. Oh, cool. Awesome. Oops. See, I I wouldn't have been able to answer that. Why did you throw that to me? (laughs) Oh, by the way, we had a meeting yesterday. (laughs) Just so you know. I know your name's in the title, but uh, we should probably tell you this stuff. Steve's now the star of the show. (laughs) That's how that meeting went. So uh, then you guys are on a... So you guys are on my outdoor I mean, TV, I'm assuming, people can stream it. Ring. Yes, sir. Um, they, you have Digo that, that uh, carries it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we also are on Carbon TV. Oh, awesome. Which is an app that you can go on. Yeah, yep, this is week. being filmed for Carbon, yeah. so yep. perfect. It works it's out. Carbon episode. <laughs> so you can get us right there. Yeah. Awesome. All, perfect. All of our prior seasons on there now, and, and they upload it. Um, once we tweak the, the shows that have, or have aired, right. then we can put it on there. Oh, cool. That's awesome. How many seasons in are you guys? Um, we, eight? Yeah, seven, eight? We're filming. We just finished filming season seven. So. No shit. Man, you guys are getting after it. So yeah. we're, I mean, season's winding down all over. I'm sure you guys got more stuff planned, but where have you gone for this season, filming everything? I mean, this was a freaking A-plus season. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of bone on the ground this season. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean you got, y'all both got an elk. Yep. I didn't Me get an elk because my name's not in the title, so it's, I don't get an elk. It's tough out here, man. <laughs> it's tough. I didn't get elk either. I went that's to Colorado. A, that's, so. a, that's a big budget item. Yeah, he, yeah. he, gets, he gets the squirrel hunt episode. <laughs> I get gar hold a lot, but the funny thing is, is the gar holes they put me in, I usually kill. That a boy. So it's very unplanned kill. See, so so that, would, that would kind of negate the whole gar hole. You're the low man on the totem pole. Like, I'm the low man on the totem pole, but man, that's the strongest because without that strong base, that pole would collapse. So I feel you, brother. God, I, I love <laughs> the way you said that. You like that? Steve. Steve. We just became best friends. There's kind of like best a romantic connection going on over here. There's in the a little corner. romance over there. Steve's about to take I, his I'm, shirt I'm off. I'm telling you, it stems from the shirtless mechanical bowler. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. to start taking some testosterone So should we shots. just do the rest of the show with our shirts off? Okay. Oh no, 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 not to that. Let's say you did, but don't. Don't tempt yeah. them. Don't tempt them. Photoshop that in. Where'd you guys kill your elk at? Uh, Chama, New Mexico. Oh, awesome. Mexico. At, the, nice. at the Quinlan Ranch. Awesome, awesome. How cool big place. can I ask that? I'm sure we'll be able to see it if you don't want to tell and uh, give it away. But it mine's, you know, three forties. Yeah, that's awesome. Good yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a good Chama bull. For yeah, sure. man, for sure. Mine was three fifties. Yeah. Had to one up them a little bit. Well, <laughs> I, I kind of had the uh, Kind of had the advantage <laughs> that I got to use a rifle because uh, I had to go later in the year. Than yeah. Did, so he killed his with his bow. So. But does a rifle yeah. drop at like forty points? So you know, or, well, you know some, something like there's that. There's a handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know. I don't know the rules of how you guys work. I'm just something like that. Just asking. That's awesome. Yeah, I went to Colorado for public land elk, and I was just striving for a legal bull at that point. So we didn't. Need, I didn't see anything. You know, I didn't see an elk at all. Actually, wildfires and all that came through, which kind of fucked us and cut our hunt short. But it was still awesome. But I can imagine like having a even a three hundred inch bull or like a two eighty bull like right at Pope and Young screaming in your face with a bow would just be insane. When I went it was it was when the migration was coming through and mm-hmm. there were elk that were coming off of the mountain mm-hmm. going to the winter grounds and they were freaking everywhere. Really? I've yeah. never seen that many the, elk. The entire migration that comes out of the Rocky Mountains and down into the lowland mm-hmm. below Chama all go through that ranch. No shit. I mean, yeah, they, it, were, it, they all just herds of really? hundreds of them really? at a time coming through. Yeah. It, wow, that's awesome. And he got to, to be see. there when there was snow on the ground to actually oh. like see the evidence of oh. how oh. many animals are moving mm. through at night even, you No know? shit, just tore up. Just a path. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I've never seen that. I guess I never really thought about that. So yeah, I guess if you're lucky <laughs> to have a ranch that falls in that migration, you're in the money right there. Yep. And that's cool. And, you know, they called us and said, hey, the migration is on. We got our first big snow. If you can get out here, we know we can get you on one quick. And sure enough, the first morning, bam. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Is that, is that a that's, hunt? That's bonus. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the September time frame when you're going out there and bugling for them, yeah. and everything, that's phenomenal, too. Right. And then mm-hmm. come November, the whole migration comes down through. So it's right, like, yeah. 
second second chances. Dang, that's awesome. i got to get through there and check that out one of these days. Then Is that something you guys are going to do every year then, you think? Yeah, we elk hunt pretty much every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the funnest time, though, is when Aaron got to go when you get to bugle and you call them in and stuff. There's there's something to say about having that animal come in at 15, 20 yards from you just sitting there and smoke coming out of their nose and blowing at you. Yeah, they're insane. It's almost like when I was elk hunting, too, it's just like it's crazy the different country from whitetail hunting. It really just blows your mind when you get out there so big and you just realize, like, the animals are so big and to have one that close to you on the ground would just is incredible. It's it's all cool. All, all bow hunting is cool. But to have an elk like that in your face is just it's almost like the creatures are made up. If you look at them, they're just right. insane, you know. Well, after going after going this year, I, I will make uh, there is a definite purchase that I'm going to make before I go next year. Mm-hmm. You know, that little that little it. It's a little teeny bitty, has a strap on it, makes oxygen machine right. that for, for old people. CPAP? No, it's not. It's, but it's this little, it just it sucks in air and doubles the oxygen in it. Oh, no shit. So there's no tanks, there's no anything right. on it. But it's just this little deal. Throw right. it right in your backpack, pull the... <laughs> oh shit! Stick them in your nose and go, and and have, really good and have ultra oxygen when you're eight thousand feet and up. That's right. yeah. We had yeah. the uh, the canisters, and then you just take a hit of oxygen. And the, some of the guys we were with are from out west, so they're used to it. Me and my dad are flatliners, so we get to the top of the mountain and pull off that. I'm like, I kind of feel like a bitch hitting this with one of these western guys. Oh, oh you no! Know? I, I will, I will full on man up and put that oxygen maker on and have those tubes up in my nose and be totally cool with it. And be no, happy and have oxygen and right, right, be happy yes. and right, be able to breathe, keep you from feeling sick. And then yeah, it's like it's crazy how but, you can't recover if there's, there's no just, air. There. And there's just there's just it's it's pulling tanks. It's so it? noticeable. Like yeah, we weren't. We spot and stalked a bear that uh, that that ended. It, it's all on video. Mm-hmm. Um, How did it end there? Well, it ended with a, it ended with a with a with a spectacular miss. I, I got to at, see the arrow still still in the tree at, <laughs> at at thirty yards with a bear that was you know four hundred plus. Oh, he, he, oh. Just a monster black bear. <laughs> it was like a, a VW bug sitting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, and we stalked all the way across this wide open field, and there was no incline. There was no. We weren't. We, there was. I mean, we weren't doing uphill anything, and just walking, walking, <laughs> being crouched down, trying to. And been being, I was completely out of breath. I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And that adrenaline going. And the too. adrenaline and everything yeah. else, yeah. but. Yeah. Man, I got to 30 yards before I stepped out into where the bear could actually see me and know that I was there. Mm-hmm. And when he looked back at me and realized I was there, and I glanced over my shoulder, and and my my guide had his gun drawn already and was already <laughs> just aiming in case. Back up. was already aiming in the direction of the bear just in case it went wrong because right. there's a 50-50 right there right yeah. For sure. yeah. there's, it's a wild a, animal there's you a 50 50 you're already up, you're inside his comfort zone yeah you're mm-hmm. 30 yards from him. he can cover that in not in yeah. less than a second you're in that flight you're fight in or flight house. zone if something so happens it's a 50 50 he's either going to feel that arrow hit him and take off because yeah. or he's going to feel the arrow hit him and look for the closest <laughs> yeah. thing around him that and then you're done which is he, you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when I finally shot and let go of the arrow and hit the tree and, and, did, and he ran off, I, I, like, I crumbled. 
Mm. Like oh, I've yeah. played, I've played shows in front of two hundred thousand plus people at some of these huge European festivals that sure. I've done in my career. Mm-hmm. Nothing even close. The Man. like the the adrenaline rush when you mm-hmm. walk out on stage and all those people cheer when you walk. Not even close. Mm-hmm. I, I've never felt adrenaline course through my veins like that doing anything else man that's, I mean, I've never jumped out of, i mean i've yeah. never jumped out of an airplane right but i would have to think that that would probably be what i would have to do in order to match what i felt man. when i stepped out from behind that tree and that bear could see me for the first time <laughs> well and that's why i tell people that don't hunt i'm like i wish you could just witness that adrenaline one time yeah when you have that 165-inch deer at 10 yards, you know, your heart's pounding. Yeah, you're hearing him breathe. You're yeah. hearing him sniff the air, and, like, yeah. you're that the, freaking close. See his breath coming yeah. out, you know. It's yeah. like it's insane feeling. That the elk get. that I killed, we have him on video for over a minute. You can hear him slurping water out of the <laughs> water hole that he's hit. Right. That's insane. Yeah, people don't realize, like, that hunting can add that sort of adrenaline rush. You think, oh, you're just shooting a bow or a gun or whatever, but... The way you said, like, you know, playing in front of 200,000 people, it, it, like, it's insane to, to put that in perspective because I wouldn't want to get up in front of those people. That no. I feel like that would be way worse. I'd shit my bridges, man. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, that puts it in perspective, you know, because people don't like. Not even close. Yeah, yeah that's insane. Not like, even Putting close. it that way. But, you know, think if you, a brown bear. If you were 10 foot from a brown bear or, <laughs> if, you know, 30 yards, it would be, uh, that's that's horrifying. I, I want to. Yeah. I want is that to. On the, is that on the. On the on the books yet? Or? Spot and stock. As long as it's spot and stock, as long as I'm not hunting over a bait pile. Yeah. As long as I'm I'm actually, you know. Right. Yeah. With I'm a bow? In. I'm in. Um, I'm, I'm in. My, my guide's always going to have a, a very high power something <laughs> you <got> you. <laughs> right, there, right there with me. So, you know, there's yeah. always. I did a bear hunt uh, three, four years ago oh, in God. Alaska. That monster. And the first day, just sitting on the riverbank. That is the time of year where they're feeding really heavy on the salmon sure. mm-hmm. before they go go and hibernate. That first day, I saw sixteen different bear. Oh shit! And I waited. That's insane. You know, on day three, when this one came out and his pecker was dragging the ground, you could see the big arch <laughs> in it. I'm like, if that sucker comes, uh, he, it's, it's going to be his turn. He got to 19 yards from me. I was full draw. He turned and looked at me. And, you know, when you can feel an animal looking. <laughs> He's like, looking yeah. through your soul. That wants yeah. to kill you. <laughs> yeah. He turned, looked at me, squared up with me, stared me out of eye. Oh, shit. Then turned around like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to eat some fish. Uh-huh. And, I, and then I released the arrow, and that sucker did that double spin uh-huh. and ran off. Took off. When, and when he did that double spin, that was, that was when I was starting to freak out. I was like, holy shit, where's he going to end up running? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he's he, doing that, you don't know which direction yeah, he's going to go. Going. Did he look back at you at all while he was like, did he lock with you after that he, shot? Or no, no? He just, no, he did that double spin and then ran off. Oh, it's man. It's got to be the scariest game of spin the bottle ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever see the old footage of Jack? It was like an old Jack Brittingham video where he, I think it was like a record brown bear at one point with the bow. It's sleeping on this moose that he, you know, killed or buried or whatever. He shoots it and it stands up and looks right at him. And I was, just that thought, it's like, oh man, you, that thing, if it wanted to, even if it was double lunged and going to die in 30 seconds. You, can do you, know, you know how yeah. what he can do to you in 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah when, he, when he gives you <laughs> the, do we seconds. have a problem stance? <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh shit, I need to figure some stuff out. Oh here. boy. Well, on that same trip, one of my buddies, they were, they were in a boat and they were drifting. They killed the motor 
and um, they, they've had it on several several different TV shows that mm-hmm. they picked up. The bear was up looking down at him, oh. like 20-something yards. <laughs> he shoots from in the boat. Oh, no shit. It's that bear that's up that he could have just launched right in the boat. With a bow? Yeah. Dang, yeah. dude. I don't know. Like, I, I like to think I'd that's be all risky. about that. I think I'd take some strong mental preparation <laughs> before I go shoot at a bear. I don't know that there's any other situation like, that you can put yourself in like yeah. that other than, you know, spotting and stalking on a on a predator animal mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. To be the predator in that moment, but at any moment, the roles could switch. Yeah. That is wild. You, you yeah. Think like that it, animal weighs more than me, you, him, and him put together. Yeah. What are they? Like What's like a big mature brown bear? Like <laughs> a brown bear? Brown bears 11, are the 12, giant 11, 12 ones. 1,200 yeah. pounds yeah. for a big, a big brown bear. See, that's and, you know, a black huge bear, creature. Black bear, a big yeah, black bear is what I was looking at when I came unglued. Yeah. That sucker. And that's what, 400 pounds? Four or five hundred. Four or five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that was that'd be like that's me charging at you. What's that? That'd be like me charging at you. <laughs> Two of you. <laughs> well, think like if, a, if an eighty-pound German Shepherd wants seeds. to bite your hand off, it's going to. Now imagine like a four hundred-pound black bear. Like, yeah, you're not getting away, man. Yeah. You're. Uh, like no. I, I took a picture well, of that I mean, bear. It'll, it'll take your cl- your head clean off your shoulders <laughs> with a swipe. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Certainly yeah. a brown bear. Oh, oh for, for sure. Yeah. Oh, a brown bear hole almost. Could literally just would just well, take look, your here's head a, here's right the size yeah. of, mm-hmm. here's the size of the brown bear's head i had my hands like this on him for a picture and then i do that and his ears are on this side of my hand no way so that's how big that, <laughs> that was that was how big his skull plate was in yes, between the ears between the ears that oh, big wow and, that's insane and I, you know, what is it number did, 2 or was it he number was, um he was either number 2 or number 3 i didn't officially put him in the record oh list, no shit yeah he was he was 10 10 foot one and a quarter inches, holy shit! <laughs> measured oh, as far as for his length, right? Um, and it goes from nose to tail. And That's then, regulation NBA basketball hoop size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to put in perspective. I couldn't dunk on that bear if he was standing up. Yeah. And his, his skull, <laughs> his skull, they measured the length this way and this way, and it was just over twenty nine inches. Oh wow! Across. Yeah, I'm a measure for Pope and Young, so I've measured some bear skulls and like. I, I don't know what Pope and Young is for, uh, I can't remember, for like a brown bear. It's in like 22, isn't it? So you're way the hell yeah, up in there. Yeah. And that's huge. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, he, when I saw him come out, I'm, uh, when I no, saw he that. No, he was literally, like that, he was, was leaving footprints and, and a zigzag pecker line <laughs> from dragging his dick. <laughs> so instead of big swinging dick, he was the big dragon dick of the forest. That's right. Let's That's get back insane. to my squirrel hunt, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough about these awesome bear hunts. So when you, when you saw that squirrel over that acorn pile. I got nervous, man. <laughs> Did he come at you, man, after you he shot? Was a or? pissy little son of a bitch. <laughs> that record bush. Was, <laughs> was his dick dragging in the snow, too? No, he had a set of nuts on him and you wouldn't oh. believe it. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Aaron, I've been I've been jealous of a squirrel or two. <laughs> <laughs> the ratio. What was that? Was that one CD cover? I forget who it was. Like outrage or what, they had that squirrel with a huge set of nuts on it. That was the CD cover for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was back in high school, so that was like that's a way ways back. In the eighties. The eighty. Yeah, it was, a little, it was a little bit back there. <laughs> well, Aaron, I know everyone knows your music and all that, and when you go no, out. Most people everyone do, sir. Should. <laughs> so everyone should. Everyone should. They don't, they we better. Started a yeah. Count. yeah, they better, yeah. We literally started a count this morning on how many times he gets stopped to have um, a picture taken. Have a clicker? Yeah, well, yeah, I need to use my, I, need, I don't have a clicker, but we need to use something because we were in here for less than five minutes and it was four stops. 
That's awesome. Insane. Well, thanks for uh, getting out of that to come talk it's about fun. a bunch of idiots. It's fun. It's so yeah. fun. <laughs> Us dipshits. <laughs> so you're talking, he's like, oh, man, that's a mistake. Yeah, it's, so, it's so fun. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, where I was going is like you're in the mainstream media. Like everyone knows you, which, you know, like you said, super fun. When pe- If people don't know you're a hunter and they find that out, like what's their reaction usually? Is Do you have a lot of negative or is it pretty like understanding or like, oh, that's awesome? I mean, most people know now because you talk about it and all that, but. You would think. You would think, they but still I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. Every time I post, post some sort of, you know, smiling with the, with right. the animal yeah. that I've that I've been lucky enough to harvest. Mm-hmm. Boy, those tree hugging liberals <laughs> come out of the woodwork. They huh? come out of the woodwork. <laughs> like I don't even know where they come from. I, they can't be a fan of the music that I make. It's I I was just wondering that if like you if you get a lot of like negativity towards that or the people are surprised or you know what I mean, but I would expect you're gonna get some negative attention from it. But No, I get all the hate just like everybody else does. (laughs) I get all the haters just like everybody else does. How high was the fence he was inside? Oh yeah. All that awesome stuff too and and you know Don't you love that? I think people on the outside of the industry or just viewers of shows are bitter because they wish they could do some of the shit that guys on TV and whatever get to do. And I don't think they realize, because you don't see everything, like the hard work, like like lack of oxygen climbing the land. It's about the land that you have to hunt. Yeah, it is too. The reason that we all kill bigger animals is because we've got the whole country to work with Mm -hmm. and and we've found good ground where there's big animals and we don't kill the little ones. Mm -hmm. Right. We watch them go by and enjoy experiencing that interaction with nature. Yeah. Yeah. And and watch their behavior and watch what they do and Mm -hmm. and take mental notes. Right. Right. And and look forward to seeing that deer the next year. Yeah. It's kind of like a it's a building process in order to kill mature animals. Yeah. That's the you know tell you what you want to kill big deer. Wait till a mature deer comes walking in, and you'll kill big deer every time you kill an animal. Mm-hmm, you right. might not kill one every year. Yeah, and that's. I think people have a hard time. They would rather just shoot something, just shoot, a shoot doe. something, right? Yeah. Or, shoot a doe. They eat better anyway. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, no doubt. That's right. But uh, yeah, it's that's a super common thing, and we talk about it so often. And that's it's a fairly common thing to talk about. Like you know, let the little ones go. But still, it's. I don't know if it's ever going to go away. But there's just that like group of people. This don't ever get it. Oh, you know? listen, I, I, I grew up doing deer drives and brushes. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and the deer if, hunting American tradition type if, stuff. Yep. If yep. it's brown, it's down. Yep. Yep. Which is cool, too, sometimes. Everybody you know? had a tag. Everybody had a doe tag. So everybody was covered. If you saw deer hair in your scope, you pulled the trigger. <laughs> right. That right. was just how it was right yeah i think that's how a lot how of nobody grew got up. shot i'll never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's how most people grew up hunting you know that's, that's the how, tradition of that's it that's how really. i was hey go stand behind that tree well, yeah the, be the drivers are pushing towards you in the direction shooting. that you're gonna shoot mm-hmm. or they're shooting at you <laughs> or they're shooting at you as yeah. they're driving that's because like, <laughs> they're driving towards you you right. hear a bullet and you find a tree or you hit the dirt <laughs> one of the two <laughs> 
I've, I've, I've done a few, like, deer drives when I was younger, but then I just got so, like, into bow hunting that it just became, like, unappealing after like, a while, yeah. you know? exactly. Um, but I, I get that some people like to do that, and it is effective. Listen, we still do it at the end of the year yeah. when it's muzzleloader season, and, the, sure. and it's the end of the year. The way Massachusetts is, the last two weeks of the season from, from you know, like, the I think it's the 15th or something mm-hmm. in December through... December 31st is the last day of the season. There is no January in, mm-hmm. in Mass. Mm-hmm. So that last two weeks, it's muzzleloader. Yeah. And <clears throat> everybody goes back to <laughs> the, traditional you know, way the traditional way of doing it. At right. the, the bow hunters have all done their bow hunting all through the archery season, and mm-hmm. they've switched over to shotgun because we don't have rifle. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. You can hunt for any other animal in the state of Massachusetts with a rifle. Any other animal. Except a deer, really. That's kind of how Illinois yeah. is. That's how I do you feel is about too. that. Are you are you a big rifle guy or? Um, I'm a I'm a bow guy for yeah. the most part. Do I think it's 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 a little odd that that you can use a rifle for bear, you can use a rifle for coyotes, you can mm-hmm. use a rifle for anything else that you might hunt in the state of Massachusetts, but when it comes to deer it's limited to shotgun and muzzleloader that's how iowa yeah. is too you can illinois use is the same yeah illinois is the same you can use a rifle for coyotes or anything any time of the mm-hmm. day but yeah you could kill a coyote with a damn grenade in illinois yeah, and, right. and <laughs> everyone's all right with it but <laughs> you know yeah. it's just one of those things i'd like to see some 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 ear protection bills passed yeah some yeah yes. And for some, kids and, and stuff some like that too. reciprocal you know if you have gone <clears> through the full you know, I, I've been through the same vetting one time through that Brett Kavanaugh got put through seven times. I have been fully FBI, NCIC cleared and searched in order to get my all lawful purposes licensed to carry a concealed weapon mm-hmm. because the state of Massachusetts is insane mm-hmm. as far as what you have to do to get it. To get that so I've been through a full FBI search. Why does that not now cover me for the whole United States? Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Another state isn't going to put me through more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, Massachusetts has some of the most rigorous loops and, and hoops that you have to jump through in order yeah. to get it. Illinois is probably not far behind. Yeah. You know. So you know, <laughs> if I've gone through that, why would my you know permit not, permit not yeah, be right. reciprocal through all of the United States? Mm-hmm. And the suppressor thing, when I, you know, the ear ear thing, that's just dumb. Yeah. It doesn't make a gun silent. It's no. not a silencer. It's all just people who it don't just fucking know anything that's the yeah. DB control, down. you know? Right. Yeah, they've been, they've been watching too many movies where I think it's like, pew, pew. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not what you see yeah. Yeah, on we're not television. Playing, we're not playing GoldenEye here, you know? It's just, <laughs> yeah, people, because I, I think a lot of it's misinformation, and people get into uh, places of power, uh, politics-wise, and they just don't know shit, you know? And they, they're making laws. Like, you know, we talk about it a lot. In Illinois, most of our hunting laws are created by people who live in apartment, you know, like not apartment buildings, but in the inner city. They're not city. hunters. They're not hunters. They don't get it, but they make the laws for us to live. And I think that's one of the things that really hurts us is trying to, you know, trying to be as free Americans. Like, we know what we're doing. They tell us we don't. They don't know a thing about what we're doing. So it's just, you know, what do you do? It drives you nuts. You know? <laughs> I don't know. 
taking the high road doesn't seem to be working, though. No. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they they don't take the else. high road. No, no they no. get dirty with that shit. They man. don't take the high road at all, and yet we keep taking the high road over and over and over and over again, and and they win every single time by mm-hmm. not taking the high road. And, and you know, what, what are we supposed to do at this point? Yeah. I mean, that's you a, know, what are we supposed to do when there's 2,000 liberally driven voters every single day coming over our border from Mexico. Who are they going to vote for? Yeah. Are they going to vote for the people that are giving them $70,000 a year worth of support? Or are they going to mm-hmm. vote for the people that think that they should be here legally, that they should assimilate, that they should get a job and work for, and, shit. And, right. and work <laughs> for, for a living? Who, who are they going to vote for? Exactly, They're yeah. going to vote for the for the the those that are giving them all of this for nothing. Yeah, of course. It's just going to so, keep getting worse. Too. So if you really get down to it, two thousand of their voters are pouring over that border every single day. Yeah. Why in the world would they want to close the border? Right. That's scary. Especially when they just got woken up as to how many of us there are. There are. Yeah. For real. We just put Donald Trump in office, the last person in the world anybody on the face of this earth <laughs> right. ever would have thought, yeah. ever would have thought, would have become our president. Yeah. It's a changing political it's a, landscape, and it's, it's, a crazy it's way to look interesting. At it. it's I mean, truth. you know, I, I think that, I, I do think that more information, I think people are starting to wake up a little bit. It's, you know, hey, we're in this age now where we can make a difference. And I think people really are starting. That was a statement uh, with putting trump in office they, nobody wanted to keep the same politics it was like are we going to vote for a lifelong politician or another lifelong politician no we're going to get someone Business who man. yeah someone yeah. who's <laughs> sane and doing i mean he's he's doing what he's saying he said he was going to do and people are upset but it's like he said he was going to do it and he did it yeah i don't necessarily think that you know everybody's like they they love i think that that the best thing about trump is he was not a politician and it was a change and you know i think we're starting to realize that we just got to get these lifelong politicians out because it's not doing the American people any good anymore. That's my personal opinion. Swamp. So if someone swamp. thinks anything different, <laughs> no, I, I, by all I means, fully agree. Yep. So, so turkey season's coming up. <laughs> I know. I was like sitting there. I'm like, how do I bounce back out of turkey this? season's <laughs> coming up? Yeah. yeah. Get it, yeah. Where are you guys and going for turkeys? Tur- turkey season and turkey hunting. Yeah, you know, twenty twenty five pound animals almost as fun as the elk I was talking about in September. Yeah, yeah. Because you get to the same them. animal. Yeah, you get to call. Kind them. of. I, always, I, yeah. I always refer to elk as you know thousand pound turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. They're, they interact the it's same. Just, yeah, it's, 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 it's the fly. same. And you either the hen trying to get the get the gobbler to come in to, right to get him some and and then you take him out or you yeah. another gobbler that he's coming to fight. Yeah. Yep, yeah. find them where they're find them where they're sleeping. Go to bed, come back and hit them. You know when they're coming off the bed or you know roost or whatever. You know it's the same. It's, it's it the, is the same. It's concept. the interaction. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. It's the interaction. It's the the ability to be able to call them in to talk to them that, to speak right. their language and bring them to you. And that you one them. hunt that you had in Indiana this past year, where those the the four toms came in, where when you had that that new. Life decoy, you know, our yeah. lifelike decoy. We have the, I have the, we, 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 we all got these decoys. Mine's, uh, mine's Tommy. <laughs> Named um, them all. Tommy is a, a, a an actual uh, taxidermist makes these. Mm. He mount, mounts turkeys. And, and, yeah. he, and he mounts the turkey on this super lightweight, high-density air foam. Mm-hmm. 
as the body. And <laughs> so the whole turkey is a real turkey, mm -hmm. except for the head, because he found that freeze-dried freeze heads <laughs> only lasted one season. They, right. got, they got decimated right. because <laughs> turkeys, turkeys come in and kick the shit mm -hmm. out of this decoy. <laughs> That's awesome. Does and it hold they, up? And it? if they freaking see it, they're coming. They can't. <laughs> They they can't not right. the the fan so it's got the whole thing is rubber band mounted and there's a rubber band that comes down from the chest down to a, an arm that comes off the post that you're sticking into the ground mm -hmm. so that's one rubber band and it goes straight up and down this way and then you have a fishing line that runs through from the front underneath and comes up to the back and grabs a hold of the fan oh gotcha which man. is rubber band mounted to the back of the turkey to keep it up. Right, right. So when you pull on the the fishing line, the turkey turns, and Damn. then when and, the and then down. when <laughs> that rubber band won't stretch any further, mm -hmm. the string keeps pulling and it drops the fan. Oh no shit! So and you can like kind of half let it back up and, and right. do all this shit, <laughs> and then when you let him go, he goes and he turns back around, and they can't. <laughs> they go nuts. Oh, I bet they, that's gonna be awesome. Four birds came from 500 yards across a wide open field in a gallop. Who was going to get there first? <laughs> That's and awesome. And all four That's of them insane. came in. All four of them came in, circled that thing, and kicked the shit out of it for, for a good minute and a half before they finally kind of moved over to here to where me and Josh could shoot a double. That's awesome. It was a very expensive fight. Yeah. Oh, I bet it wasn't. There's no feathers left on that thing. No, you can hear it. in the camera, yeah. don't let him get the decoy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that was before it was the one of them. Yeah, that wasn't my decoy. That was Chuck's decoy. Yeah. That's awesome. Where, where are you guys going for turkeys this season? Or yeah, any? we go everywhere. We've got yeah. places in – we've got places in, in – in, in, in Ohio, Kansas, we got start Texas. Off in Texas. Oh yeah, is, South Texas is one of the earliest seasons. Oh okay, there in Florida. Have oh you guys nice. Ever, have you guys ever gotten a slam? Yeah, yeah. yeah I would assume if they got yeah. all the states. I was, I was thinking. Yeah. Do you, we, we, we were we were at, for a while. We were fantasizing trying to do a twenty-four hour grand slam <laughs> because he <laughs> has be because awesome. he has the plane. Yeah, so we could. And do we it. were trying to figure <laughs> out how to logistically do it. We would have to start in Florida. For the Osceola, and right. then and then have a real short hop for the Eastern, mm -hmm. and like have somebody ahead of us who's already found the birds and located where they are. So <laughs> Just run in, shoot them, and get back well, on the plane. Your real I mean, we're talking. We, we've talking. We've got to do it in a twenty-four hour period. Yeah, so that's a hunting day. Jeez, you man. know, dark to dark, basically. That's uh, a that would be you, rough. You, you would have to. You would have to get. You would have to get your Osceola straight off the tree. Like yeah. straight out of the roost, yep. boom, yep. land, boom, yeah. immediately out, close airport. Like there would be so much <laughs> logistics involved, but we, I think we've definitely could, thought you, about trying you could to do probably it. probably parachute do it. in at some point. Well, I think you could probably do that. Um, but yeah, that would be tough. Because, yeah, if it didn't happen right away, you'd be like, well, we're already done. Like we can't do it. Right. No, if, if that first morning, if we didn't kill one straight <laughs> off the roost, first, then you'd we'd have done. to start again tomorrow. I was, start again I was watching some day. show. <laughs> some guy was trying to do a slam in like four days. 
Um, oh, we could do know, that. Yeah. yeah, that would be easy. That, we could do that. We I might. wonder what the record is for the shortest amount of time that it's for the fastest slam. I even think a two day. Would I mean, be we could. Simple, we could totally yeah. do two day days. Be, that would. Be, I bet, oh, I bet sure. you that'd, that'd be a record. That have to be a record. Single right? day would be something. Yeah, yeah. that would be something. There's you guys just could pull so that much, off. <laughs> there's so much logistics involved. The to it. twenty four hour turkey slam. The the most important part isn't even killing the four birds. It's how do you get? How do you get there? Right. Get there and yeah, timing. You guys got to try. You know, there's a lot of a lot of distance between. An Osceola and a Miriam. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there is <laughs> a lot of distance right there. You know, that would be incredible. And, and, and you got to kill local. two turkeys in the middle of it midday. Midday. You'd yeah. be on the plane more than you would be hunting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you would yeah. get to, to from jump. You have to be get out there, kill your turkey. Let's rock. Let's, we can on to the next. Well, one. like you said, you'd have to have someone find that Miriam and know pretty yeah. much where they are. Where when you get there, yeah, you get don't in and move. Them JC mm-hmm. could be a he, he bailed on us, but he could be a. I mean, it's. Yeah, I think I. I truly do think it's doable. Like yeah, from Florida, good. hop right up to to Maybe Georgia to or or somewhere in that. Just are, are cut straight over to Texas, and then straight <laughs> up to to the closest Miriams. I bet you could look up like what's the fastest someone's done it. I'm sure like mm, National Turkey it. Federation's got it somewhere on a. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you guys would do that 24 hour thing. I don't know. That'd be tough. Did you Did you get the World Slam? Did you yeah, do the I, world? I did it uh, four or five years ago. What's all in the world slam? Because there's just, there's two more. There's the Goulds down in Mexico, oh, yeah. and then there's the reticulated or oscillated. The oscillated. That's that's a Mexico? jungle turkey. Yeah, Mexico or Central America. I went. Oh, to, okay. Um, it's a jungle turkey that looks more like a peacock. <laughs> yeah, than it yeah, does. yeah. It's right, right, yeah. peacock. How'd it oh. taste? Uh, good. We went <laughs> good, just like the other ones. It was nice. <laughs> it's turkey. I was curious if we didn't have like a mango flavor to it. Uh, <laughs> I like where your but mind I, is, Steve. I'll tell you this. We haven't talked about food yet. Where These we, guys are just on the same we wavelength. Went, where we went, the food wasn't that good. No. <laughs> we went to the jungle in a Campeche. We landed there and went in for about a three-hour ride. And that's that's and crazy. Little jeeps, and you just ride around all day and, and look for them. They don't really respond to calls, so you mm-hmm. literally just got to find them. And, they uh, gobble and everything like a normal turkey and all that? They do, but it's a... Oh, really? Oh, really? It's, it's not like a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, wow, I didn't know that. So they, they have the electronic calls that mm-hmm. they Small use Small peacock with the voice of a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first, Interesting, huh? <laughs> my first closest shot op- opportunity, they woke me up at 1 o'clock in the morning, oh, and they said, Pabo tree, Pabo tree, because none of them spoke English. Uh-huh. So. They get me up at 1 o'clock in the morning, and we're going through the jungle mm-hmm. looking for this turkey that they found roosted. And they wanted us to shoot it out of the tree roosted. But it ended up taking off before we got to it. So oh, damn. really? Yeah. Day three, one Jeez. just jumped across the road, and I just picked up and shot. So, <laughs> so that's an oscillated turkey? Mm-hmm. So what's all in it? The Merriam, Rio, Eastern, Osceola in Florida, yep. Goulds. Goulds. Uh, and the, the oscillated. <coughs> okay, the that's a whole world slam. I yeah. thought, that's, wasn't there, six, um, yeah. Doesn't New Zealand have some weird ass turkeys that I thought was in there? Maybe I'm I'm thinking of something else, but they have a ton of turkeys, but it's not a different species than oh than our subspecies than the six. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's then, crazy. You know now. What did they end up with for turkeys there? Are they are they are they easterns? Are they? It's probably some I, sort of hybrid. I don't remember. Um, I've I've seen it, but I don't remember. But now you have all your hybrids. You know, like in in Kansas, you have your your half Rio, Rio eastern. Half um, Miriam. Miriam. Oh, yeah. yeah a lot northern. Of, there's a lot of those. Isn't there eastern Rio hybrids in Kansas also in certain spots where the eastern mm-hmm. line yeah. ends? Yeah, yeah, so there's there's all three of the species and then the sub. That's actually how Aaron and I met in our first hunt we ever did together was 
him finding a Merriam to finish his um, slam. single slam for the year. Yeah, my single mm. season slam. And Damn, um, that's awesome. We saw three or four birds. With a twenty that were, gauge that were hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. Turkey hunting's fun. I killed a Rio in Kansas, and I've only I'm not huge on it. Um, killed Eastern in Illinois, and then a Rio in Kansas. But now I've done that. Like I'd like to go. To like South Dakota and get a Merriam, like just the pretty they, stereotypical the Merriam. They are the most beautiful out of all. Yeah, the most beautiful the white. And the, 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 the Merriams are a lot more aggressive. Than oh, they the are. So when you get out there, you know, Aaron had talked about, it, but one of his favorite things is reefing turkeys. Mm-hmm. And when you get out there and in, in oh, it's a out game west, changer. yeah, oh, it's dude. such a game changer. It it used to be, damn it, that bird is freaking hand up. Mm-hmm. Now it's yes. <laughs> that bird is hand up. <laughs> the because he can sneak on him, huh? A hand up bird is is he's going to fall victim to a reap. Mm-hmm. He's hand up. He is guarding his female, right? Which means if you become a male turkey coming into his area, he's coming to you to fight you. Yeah, sure. And he's going to die on his way. <laughs> Blast him. and and. It is a game changer. It truly is. Yeah. You, your your hunt was shot if birds were hand up in the past. Right. You'll call to them, and they'll gobble back. They'll be on fire, and they won't get any closer. Right. And they'll mm-hmm. just keep – they'll cut you off right? and just be hammering down and so fired up but won't come because mm-hmm. he's got a hen with him already. Mm-hmm. Right. So you take Tommy's tail, mm-hmm. and you reap him, and you go to him with that tail. And you just and stay behind it the whole time. It's hide behind it. I, I actually have a. It's a. There's a flex tone one that's called. Um, I what, know what's it, the name of that thing. It's like the, the half the, the flex turkey. tone I have that one, one that we have. The no, it's not. Thunder creeper, but it, it's like the perfect front profile of a turkey. Is it designed for that? It's got it, it's it's got a, a post that when you flip it up into the it's a handle. Oh, okay. So you're holding the handle, and as soon as you get close enough, and he now engages and is coming to you, you just fucking let the handle drop, <laughs> let the handle drop down yeah. and spike it in, and now you're right Surprise. there. <laughs> Have you ever done it with a bow? It, it would be impossible. You I don't think? know how. I don't know how you would draw the bow. You could do it with a with a crossbow. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I was thinking some sort of like... Because you're like, you, you've got your gun in one hand and you're crawling on that knuckles. Right, yeah, yeah. And you've got this in this hand and you're kind of you're kind of tripod. Yeah, that would it. be tough. Turkeys don't let you get away with uh, drawing a bow in the open like that, especially that close. But yeah. it's like, well, we've killed them without a blind with a bow on the ground and it's, it's fucking hard. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. You think like, how did they even see me? Like the, like the hens will be around, they start getting weird. Like I didn't even do anything. We could just be like, you didn't have a glove on, and they saw mm-hmm. something they didn't like, and they're out of there. It's crazy. I had a hen walk around my head one time, about <laughs> two feet from my head. I was I was laying in the brush line, and I had crawled through the brush line, and three quarters of me was out into the field. Right. <laughs> and I was just laying there with my head down in in like a, a one of those the mossy oak leafy suits right so yeah, i had i had texture to me and everything and i was just laying there and i watched her feet literally walk <laughs> you could hear the turkey walking she was literally her legs and feet were right here and i was watching her walk around me in a half circle like that you're probably about ready for a no, I stayed. On the head I, I, stayed in, I just stayed dead still and she kept walking and the freaking gobbler that was with her walked right by me Boom! Night, night. Probably grab, just grabbed him. Oh, I could have grabbed her. Really? I, I, if I had just went, <clears throat> I could have grabbed her right by the foot. 
It's like, step out here, she gets it. Ah. All right, there you go. <laughs> so he was hold trying it. to find a beard on her so he could hold get it. Yeah, <laughs> hold the hen hostage. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's insane, dude. Turkeys are weird, man. Turkey hunting, is, yeah, that's they're weird. aggressive, man. They are. I mean, that's what they do: fight, kick the shit out of everything, and it's awesome. Uh, well, boys, that reaping thing—that's that's that's getting just as aggressive right back at them. Yeah, yeah. That's like the perfect storm there for that too. Like you said, like you change the game, you're going to yeah. them, to, or they're coming to you. Really, you're it, it just it changed the whole game. <laughs> yeah, uh, a hand up bird was always an issue. Mm-hmm. It was all you're not yeah. going to get a hand up bird to leave one hand to come looking for another hand. You're just not going to. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's when. They're 100 yards away, and they are cutting you off every time you call, and right. they don't get any closer, and they just stay. Or they'll get, you'll hear them get a little bit closer, and then you'll literally hear them turn around, and their gobbling his head is shooting in the other direction, right. and you'll hear them get further away, and then they'll turn around. But they'll never come to you. Well, yeah. that's that's a reaper. That's that a right? reaping bird right there. That's why I shoot Jake's. They're a little bit dumber. <laughs> <laughs> a little easier to get them on them. More gullible. <laughs> very tender. <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny. Man. I feel could, you. <laughs> you are, I was going to say, you're the Steve of their crew. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, Steve's the Steve of our crew. Well, Steve. that's what he introduced him last night. He's like, I'm the fat, funny guy. I'm like, we have a fat, funny guy named Steve also, so you guys will get along. <laughs> <laughs> you do stand-up comedy, too? No, no, sure. I don't. It's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks, boys, for doing the podcast. Appreciate your time. Well, we got one more, one more question here that JC added in. Fire off. You want me to ask Steve, why are you here? Oh, Wait, which one? Golly. Oh, nice. that one. All right. Why are you here? Damn. Steve, why are you here? It's tough out here. Can y'all see the tear coming down my eye? <laughs> I have the answer for you, but I'm going to let you say it. Well, no, it's, it's – I mean – Every show, in my opinion, needs that bigger guy that just takes the load. You're the wow. meal. On, on, on those I'm words and on note. that note, I'm going to say no, the, the, it was a plug. pleasure to be here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We'll, oh shit! We'll, we'll keep no, we'll keep Steve around to take the load. Take, right. the, take, the, take, the, take the abuse. And I'm okay. I got big shoulders. All Keep right, well, it. I think we'll just close her out there. <laughs> All right, love you, Steve. Why am I here? Huh? Why am I here? Because we love you. Oh, oh, oh there it is. There it is. All right, there well, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thank everyone, for tuning in. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. As you probably noticed in the beginning of this episode, Steve said video podcast. That means this will air as a video podcast on Carving TV for season two, produced by Combination Creative. So if you like the audio episode and you'd like to see all the awkward stares and glances and laughters and weird moments that went on, Check out Carbon TV. Look for our season two coming soon. I don't have a date exactly yet, um, but check it out. CarbonTV.com. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.